Good morning, my beautiful people. How are you? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're being safe and taking care of yourself, staying healthy or getting healthy, getting active. Um, I have been doing incredibly well. I thank you guys so much for all your prayers, positivity, goodness, well wishes, vibes, all of that. Um, And I throw it right back at you guys. I hope that you guys are living your best life, that you're working hard towards your goals and accommodating uh, your family members and being a good Samaritan, being a good community member. Um, You know, those are all things that we strive for in our life. And in trying to get to the best place in our own lives, whatever that may look like for you, I noticed that we've gotten to a place in society where we feel like we have to do it all alone. Like we're all lone rangers just walking through the world. And that's such a fucked up mentality because nobody should have to bear the weight of the world on their own. And that's really what we've designed our society to look like nowadays. It's like dog eat dog, wolf eat wolf. Like we're going to fucking do this shit on our own. And don't you try to ask me for help, you motherfucker. Like I did this on my own. You should do it on your own. And that's such a shit mentality because all we're doing is saying, I suffered pain, now I'd like you to suffer equally. And if you've suffered any type of pain, you know that you don't want anybody to go through what the fuck you went through. Um, Some of the lessons, yeah, you might have had to learn on your own, even though you were given um, well-sounding advice and you were given enough preparation and, and information to avoid whatever, and you still chose that path, like you had to go through that in order to learn your own personal lessons but if you know that down the road is a pack of dogs that are ready to attack and you you see someone walking down that road you're gonna fucking stop them you're gonna say hey don't go down there there's a pack of fucking dogs i'm waiting for animal control you're not gonna allow them to walk into that and say well fuck it they need to learn on their own like that's such a (sighs) okay i digress so Essentially, what I really want to talk to you guys about today is developing and establishing a support system within your life, building your own village. Um, If we think about how, you know, our society and how humans have evolved, it's gotten to a place where we were once working as groups, hunter-gatherers, barter-traders, to help develop and just live a nice peaceful life it's just like hey you know you've got water i've got bread let's do a little barter and trade so that we both live a good life but through everything that we've uh developed and created now it seems like humans even though we are paired up in relationships um and that's still the norm we still kind of have that mentality of but I did this for me and I did this by myself and nobody helped me to get here and it's that mentality that we've been preaching for so many years I mean think about how many self-help books are team of me mentality I did it I did it I did it fuck everybody else and it's like well hey now you know for those folks that really had that dirty hand dealt to them where everybody that was supposed to be in their corner and supposed to support them fucked them at some point and just dirt did them completely dirty just allowed them to suffer and not help to participate or uh, evolve in any type of fashion 
Um, you know, we have, I know people that have had family members that have never fostered anything that they wanted to do, never attended any sports, um, didn't give a fuck about their academics. And it showed because at some point that person left their family and never came back, developed their own family, had their own children, had their own grandchildren, made their own friends in a whole new city and never went back. And that's devastating But that's a reality because that family, for whatever reason, that child grew up never feeling supported. They always felt unsupported, unloved, whatever the case was. And so they recreated their own vision of what they wanted. Now, for the most part, um, I think most folks can say they have at least one person in their corner. Um, And if you don't, please consider me somebody that is in your corner 100%. You can reach out to me on any platform, um, in any means, through any ways of communication. Um, I'm gladly here to support you. That being said, find somebody in your local area who you can rely on, who can be a beacon of light for when you're having struggles and trouble in your own life. You can reach out to them, not to necessarily dump your load of problems on them, but essentially to be somebody that you can say hey this is what I'm going through and to get a little bit of reassurance if you don't have somebody in your life for that hire a counselor hire a therapist if you are low income they have resources available for you if you have an income set aside a little bit of what you would spend towards Starbucks or fast food or bullshit and get a little bit of help Have somebody that you can talk to once a week for one hour and let it all out. And that way you don't have to maybe use your friends as that type of therapeutic support. They could just be your friends. They could just be there to have to be part of the fun part of you. Not to say that they're not going to be there during the hard times, but it becomes a burden for some friends when you only turn to them for therapy. So rather than overloading the people in your immediate circle, hire a therapist. Um, I know for myself, speaking personally, that was one of the biggest challenges that I had was growing up, I trauma bonded with a lot of people. And we in turn started to do like a barter and trade of therapy within each other. And that can be beneficial in so many ways. But then eventually you develop like a codependency on that person to help to give you that sense of relief or satisfaction or understanding or acknowledgement in what you're going through at that moment whether it's a difficult relationship with your spouse and now you reach out to your friend to try to get some type of um some type of resolution to your issue you want to have that confirmation that you were right and that's not always a good thing it's nice to have somebody who has no bias to the situation that can hear what you say and then tell you well from what I'm hearing this is what it sounds like and then at that point you can either face the facts or try to continue to make excuses and and deny what's going on but essentially you're not having to put your friends in a position where they're having to deal with the heavy part of your life they're there for hard times like death in the family or maybe a bankruptcy or a lost job they're there to celebrate you know new accomplishments new babies 
but we don't always want to overload people with that type of thing. So hiring an outside source is always going to be the best bet. Um, with regards to creating a support system, um, I know in my personal experience right now what I'm going through is developing a way to have outside help with my children. So you guys know I have five kids. They range in age from 20 to three years old. So I have a 20-year-old, a 12-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 6-year-old, and a 3-year-old, soon to be four. And it gets overwhelming, especially juggling businesses and nonprofits and activities and everything in between. And my youngest, he actually has uh, recently been diagnosed with um, being on the autism spectrum. So he's right now classified as at risk. And so we're working really hard to help him overcome some of the challenges that he's facing. And in doing that, uh, one of the things that my therapist was telling me was, you know, she recognized that I was struggling and that I was trying to hire family members to do the job of an employee, meaning, um, and for all of you parents out there, you might understand what I'm talking about, or for those of you that have worked in caregiving, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but when you have a family member watching your child, um, you have to expect that that family member is obviously going to watch them with the greatest care um, and love, but there might be things that they do that either you don't want them to do or things that you want them to do that the family member isn't really interested in doing Um, meaning for example therapies and um, learning activities different different things like that sometimes families will say well you know I just want to come over and hang out you know I don't necessarily want to have to do those things and in that case it doesn't matter if you're paying your family or not it's always a best bet to try to reach out to a professional in my case they're called paraprofessionals so they work either in the classrooms or the direct support professionals who work uh, directly in the home with the client and so in hiring somebody you're paying the same amount that you would pay either your caregiver or um, a family member and you're gonna get the quality service that you want if you want your caregiver to solely focus on your child and not touch their phone you're going to get that type of response from a professional versus a family member. And it took me so long to understand that um, because I thought, well, you know, I don't trust anybody with my kids. I'd much rather have my mother-in-law or my mother come over and spend time with the kids. They can bond and they can earn a little bit of money. Well, what ends up happening is the parents come over, but they don't do or participate in the things that we necessarily want them to and in that case you can't tell your parents or in-laws how to behave all you have to do is just recognize it and say okay going forward I'd much rather hire somebody from outside on days that I want my child to be maybe learning uh, versus spending the night at grandma's house yeah they can do whatever they want bake cookies watch movies have a great time but if it's a duration of time that I'm needing a block of time on a regular consistent basis and I want certain objects or objectives or activities to be completed um, then it's in my best interest and in my child's best interest to hire 
a direct professional versus trying to conform a family member into a trained professional. It's not worth it. Um, Grandmas are for fun. Grandmas are for cuddles, for loving them up and, you know, sliding them some money on the side or taking them to the dollar store. Grandmas are not for teaching therapies. Some are. And those are, you know, they're amazing gals and and grandpas too. I don't want to leave grandpas out because grandpas are amazing. But the idea is that when you're trying to create your support system, like for my family, we know that we need a village because we do it all on our own. My husband and I pass the kids between ourselves throughout the day as he and I have activities to do, um, either independently or together. And so for us... In developing our new village, so extending our village, so to speak, um, we're allowing people from the outside in. And that is such a hard thing for us because we're a private family. We deal with everything on our own. We are pretty much just, we stick to our family. We attend family functions. And so to be, and, and friends, obviously, but now it's like, hey, we're opening our world to people who we've never had in our life. And I know it sounds silly maybe to some folks. They say, I've had a babysitter watching my kid for the past eight years. What are you talking about, lady? Get over yourself. Yeah, but I've never had that. I've only had grandma, and I'm super blessed. I recognize that I've only had grandmas and uncles and aunts, and that's it. And so uh, just recently I was talking to one of my girlfriends she um is on her weight loss journey which i'm super proud of her shout out to my girl jelly i know she listens to the podcast and she and i were talking about how difficult it is to be able to get anybody whether it's professionals or non-professionals to watch your kids um kind of at like spur of the moment times because there's times where you want to go to the gym like maybe midday versus early in the morning or vice versa and you're like, oh, I just wish I could get somebody here kind of, you know, like like almost like an Uber. You call them and they come within 30 minutes to watch your kid. And she and I got to talking and, you know, we talked about how difficult it was. And at some point, we came up with the plan that she and I are going to barter and trade babysitting. So, for example, she'll bring her little guy over to my house. Um they'll my son and her son will play while I watch them she'll go off to the gym work out for an hour come back hang out at my house uh, with the kids and then I'll go to the gym work out for an hour and then come back and then she and I can make breakfast relax whatever um, you know on that day Uh, and she works and you know she's got a full-time job I'm working and so it's like to try to make those accommodations just to make sure that we're seeing our health and fitness all the way through that's thinking outside the box because we could just suffer and not go or we could you know beat ourselves up at the end of the day and say I could have made these attempts but I never did well let's do it let's shoot for it and so it's just an exciting thing to be able to stop and say I'm really trying to not just create a safe environment for my family that is going to see through to other generations but creating a village that my kids are going to feel comfortable doing for themselves and what I mean by that is um, for example my sister-in-law 
she just recently gave birth to a baby and before she had the baby I tried to really emphasize to her that she was not going in this alone and I think it's in the back of all of our minds as as parents as you know birth givers whatever you want to call us it's something that plagues you where you say to yourself like man this is all me this is all me and I don't know where the voice comes from if it's just inherited or if it's our parents or what but to think that you're in it all by yourself is kind of a scary situation and so I thought to myself I really want to remind her that even though this is her baby and this is her life at any time she can always reach out to us and we'll be there without any questions or without any um any any strings attached I guess you know and I think that's so important because as new parents um or just parents in general that's our fear is I'm gonna ask somebody for help and then it's just gonna be a big burden or they're gonna you know ask me a million questions and I'm gonna have to explain myself and you know as a new parent sometimes you just need to get away you just want to go for an hour drive that's it you'll be back in an hour where are you going I don't know somewhere nowhere everywhere and that's important and I know that firsthand because I'm not good at explaining myself (laughs) for having a podcast I'm not good at explaining myself believe it or not um but especially when I go into kind of like meltdown mode a little bit of depression funk I don't want to talk that's part of my anxiety that's how it it manifests itself I don't want to speak and I don't want to I don't want to and that's scary and if I'm in that place and I reach out to somebody and I say I need your help and they're asking me a million questions my first thought is fuck it never mind I don't need your help that bad not bad enough to have to talk I needed your help but I'd like to have it just without any conditions and that's so rare to find and so when you can be that for somebody and you can say to somebody like I don't give a fuck what you're going through I got you I got a good friend her name is Marcia she's been homeless for about seven years eight years maybe and it started progressively it wasn't like it just happened overnight she you know fell on hard times she was drinking pretty excessively she started using heroin she had her own place she lost her place she had a car she lost her car then eventually she was on the street with this guy she's been with him for a while and recently she went missing and it was so difficult because you know I'm talking to her daughter who I love very much I've known her since she was a baby and you know this young girl is telling me like I just want to find my mom and I have this pain in my heart thinking like oh god I hope she's not dead and one of the things that you know I kept saying and I'll say to the day I die is I don't know why she's not reaching out to me because she knows that regardless of if she's on drugs or not I'm going to be there for her and I'm probably one of the very few people that can say that wholeheartedly And I'm not saying it to be prideful or to boast, but it's important to emphasize it to you guys because so many people are only there on conditions. So many people, oh, well, if she's clean, I'll help her out. Or if she's willing to get into a program, I'll help her out. But 
so many times we just need somebody to be there and not fucking ask questions and not grill us and judge us because everybody else is judging us just give me one fucking bone throw me one bone and so I love to be able to be there for people wholeheartedly there's times where uh situations will happen and then somebody will say so what happened the last week you know so you went over there and you helped them out and what happened I don't know what the fuck you mean you don't know uh I don't know I didn't ask fucking questions they needed a ride I showed up I picked them up we got like we drove we got to the location and I left them well did they say anything did they say why did they say what happened no you didn't ask no the fuck I didn't because I have respect that way if you want to fucking share that shit with me share it with me I don't expect you to share it with me and I sure as fuck don't want to ask you know why because it's not in my fucking business I got enough shit going on if you need help from me that's all you need to fucking say you don't need to describe it you don't need to tell the no who is it how many people where are we going what are we doing how much you need what what is it because to me that's what fucking help is no agenda no plan and so we've got to get back to that mindset of helping each other wholeheartedly unconditionally and you know recognizing that if it was us in that situation how the fuck would we want to be treated how would we how would we feel and that's where it gets heavy when we're talking about building villages and we're talking about reestablishing our communities and changing society norms. It's saying, why the fuck should I go through this battle alone? I've been alone. I came into this motherfucking world alone. I'm here with people. Create that community. Show your vulnerability. Express your love. Make time for the things that matter. Because time isn't promised. And when your time is up, the pack keeps moving. And so all that's going to be left is what you've contributed. What did you help to establish? What did you perform? How did you act? Are people going to remember you as a fucking asshole? Are people going to say, yeah, this was the motherfucker that kept our pack back. Once she died, we moved forward full fucking steam. We propelled. We went 35 fucking feet faster than we ever went before i mean i don't know if that's a measurement but you get what i'm saying be the person that when you're gone they're gonna not only mourn your loss but they're gonna live your legacy they're gonna say we're doing this in her fucking name we're doing this for his legacy it's important that we remember what the fuck we're here for we're here to be great our version of great not your version not my version our version and that's where the community really starts to build is when i say i'm not doing this for me i'm doing this for us my grandkids our grandkids everybody and it's universal. When you look at people with universal respect, it's a different fucking animal. 
You're saying, I don't give a fuck where you're from. I don't give a fuck what you've been through. I respect you. And that's where it gets heavy. And that's where we have to remember when we're building our villages. We're not saying, hey, I'll watch your kid so you could watch my kid so I could throw it in your face later. So I could tell you what a shit fucking parent you are that I have to watch your baby. No, that's not what the fuck we're doing up in here. And that's not to say that you can go around taking advantage of the help that you're given. No, no, no. Not at all. Contribute. Put in. Sweat equity. Put your fucking weight. It's not hard to do. It's really not hard to do. And if if you're at a disadvantage and the community knows that, they're going to recognize that. They're going to pull through for you. But you got to pull your weight. You got to put in. And more importantly, we got to respect each other. We got to respect each other's time, energy. I'm not preaching to preach. I'm preaching to learn. Okay? I'm telling you guys, everything that I'm going through, I'm going through with you. This is not uh, a 10,000-year experience. This is new. This is fresh. This is baby skin. This is brand-new baby. And we want to be able to say, hey, we're creating this from the ground up. We want to create a society that's going to be progressive, that's going to say, you know what? We're looking at each other like you are mine. You're my blood. You are me. We are one. I want to be healthy. I want my kids to be healthy. I want my my spouse to be healthy. I want my neighbors to be healthy. We need to stop looking at the world like we're going through this battle alone because we're not. Open your fucking eyes. It's time for us to take control of ourselves, take control of our well-being. We talk about mental health. Get that shit in order. Hire a therapist. If you're on government assistance, Medicaid, research it. Call the number on the back of your card. Tell them you need to speak with a counselor. You'd like to have a little bit of mental therapy, mental health, and they can get that for you. It's available. Don't make excuses. Make action plans. Get this shit going. We have villages to build. We have communities to rebuild, rebrand, rebirth. Let's make it happen. This is my time more than any time to be out here speaking to people because so many people are just scared to hear it. They want to do it, but they don't know how. I want to show you how. Let's do it together. You know, the the vision of the future would be great, but let's do what we can in the present. Let's clean up house. Let's take inventory. Let's recognize who's in our corner, reevaluate what we need to do, make changes, bring in new help, bring in outside influences, start collaborations. You got to understand this is bigger than a village. If we're talking real talk, you know, I use a lot of metaphors in my speaking, but we want to create a society that's going to be not only a society that's everlasting, but one that's evolutionary 
that's taking place every day and is growing and is changing and everybody understands that that's a good thing. When we're growing in a positive direction, that is a great fucking thing. Conformity, being comfortable, yeah, it's nice to feel the sense of comfort and well-being and security. But not moving forward for the sake of fear is stupid. Do it. Shake it up. You're scared? That means it's good. That means it's something that you probably need in your life. Now, I'm not talking about entering a lion's cage. That's scary. You don't want to do that. You'll get your face ripped the fuck off. But if you're scared to apply for that job that just posted within your company and you've been with your company for 15 years and you've got all the experience in the world, but your stomach hurts when you think about applying for it, bitch, apply. Click apply. Every sense in your fucking body is telling you that you're worthy of the greatness that holds every ounce of your future in it and you're scared to fucking click apply click apply stop holding yourself back from being great okay in every sense of the world word we need to remember that we are great we are great humans we just need to be great we need to act on it and so in doing that Build your village. Build it strong. Be its leader. Don't be afraid to be the leader. Don't be afraid to make ideas and come up with new innovative plans. But think about the greater good of everybody. You know, we have to remember that there's always a balance. But if we try to find that center and say, okay, this is what I really want. I love to be in control. I love to be the leader. But I want to do it in a way that's peaceful and harmonic to the greater good of the group. You're always going to find a happy medium. So you have to stay positive. You have to remember that when you're bringing people into your life, they're going to be people that you might not know. You might you might be stranger to. Learn them. Allow them in. You know, Build bonds, form trust, vet people, absolutely vet them. But once you've vetted them, let them in. Allow your heart to open, love them unconditionally, love them like your family, like your brother, like your son. Build those communities and do good by them. Don't break their trust, be respectful, honor your commitments. You know, it's such an imperative thing when we're talking about loving each other and building these communities. That's really what it is. When I started working for my last company, I saw very quickly how all of the women were pitted against each other within my corporation. And it was devastating. It was sad. Because this was a woman this was a woman run business. But the three top tier positions, the CEO, CFO, and president, were all men. Everybody underneath, the director, assistant director, and so on, fifteen women underneath three men. And all of these women were 
uh, pretty much Latina. Um, I think there was one Anglo-Saxon woman. And so these strong group of women who are running this company and they're being manipulated by a group of small group of men who are at the top. They're reaping all the benefits. They're receiving all the rewards. And I just remember looking around at my group of women and seeing how these men enjoyed watching the women kind of go against each other through competition. Um, And I'm not going to lie, I was at the top of the leader chain for sure. And I used to enjoy getting my accolades and my praise and everything from those men uh, for the hard work that I did because I was one of the top earners. But after a while, you start to look around and you say, but these men are not part of our day-to-day operation. They're not involved in our office on a daily basis. And yet they have such a heavy influence on how we behave amongst each other, amongst the greed, amongst the animosity, the two-faced, side-eye, all of that. They help to create that nasty environment. And within my office, my particular office, my um, satellite office, so we worked from we worked uh, away from the corporate office here in Tucson, Arizona, and my office was just myself. I was the leader, and then I had, on average, two to three staff underneath, and then we supervised about a hundred people. And I remember in my early years of my career once I knew that I was going to be the leader of this group of women I said to myself I have to create a a group of women who love and honor and respect each other otherwise I can't come to work I can't do it so I was there for 10 years and the group of women that I had they were the hardest working women and I went through assistants and staff you know over the course of the years but my biggest thing with the last group of girls that I worked with was expressing to them that we're sisters. We love each other. And if we can't come in here wholeheartedly loving each other and remembering that at the end of the day, yes, this is a business. We have things to do, but we're, we're individuals who really genuinely care about each other. I don't want to see us doing each other dirty, throwing each other under the bus. Yes, we have to hold each other accountable. Yes, we have to make sure that we're all aware of the policies and procedures and the rules and that we abide by them. But as a group, we need to work together, not work as individuals. And that was really hard because I had, you know, a group of women that all wanted to climb to the top of the ladder. They all wanted to succeed. They did really well. But having to remind them that we were not each other's competition. You didn't have to. You did not have to kill your competitor so that you could eat lunch. We could both eat lunch together. And that was hard to get them to kind of reprogram because they had been so brainwashed and so manipulated into believing that you had to dislike your coworker in order for you guys to do a good job together. And that was just a scare tactic from corporate so that folks wouldn't have good inner office relationships. You know, I mean, if people have good interpersonal relationships, typically they want to band together and take over. And corporate didn't want that. 
And so, you know, they created and fostered a environment of just negativity and breeding, you know, sourpuss people. And it was terrible. And I'm grateful that I got out. Um, And so many other people are. Since I left, about five or six other people left. And it's just a reflection on how nobody in the corporate office wanted to establish a village. They wanted complete independence for everybody so that they could see individual success within the company. They wanted individuals to climb the individual's personal ladder and make as much money as possible for themselves so that the company could make that money. But it was never an idea of, hey, let's work together for a common goal. Let's try to build ourselves as a team. But that's how I described it amongst my office. All of our pep talks were us, us, we, we, never individual. I didn't want them to see each other as people that they had to hate. And that's really sad that some corporations just don't see that, that well-being. But establishing your village is going to be something that's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of energy, preparation, and planning, but you can do it. And the reason why you want to establish your village, whether it's in your corporation, let's say you're the leader of your corporation right now, and you've got uh, office politics, you've got office drama, you've got people going haywire, you need to build a village. You need to help reestablish these folks as one. Why do you think they have so many team building exercises? (coughs) It's because they want to make sure that And not all places, but most good companies want to make sure that everybody's cohesive, that we're all on the same page, that we're doing the same thing. Productivity, we have to meet our 30%. So remembering that whatever you're doing in life, whether it's just trying to find good babysitting, whether you're trying to find a good group of girlfriends, whether you are trying to um, reestablish yourself in the workforce because of COVID and you're saying how do I do this find yourself a community I'm sure you have a couple of people that you've either worked with went to school with that you can reach out to and say hey let's network you hear of a job opening reach out to me that way the both of us can apply for it and we'll better our chances if I hear of something I'm gonna let you know you can apply That way one of us will get the job. It's not about competition. It's about community building. And if you go into everything that you do with a good attitude and not expecting anything in return, you're going to have a great ROI. I feel like not expecting anything is the key. But just praying for the best, really putting in your preparation, not being afraid to reach outside of your small environment. Because at the end of the day, it's about a quality life. Doesn't matter how much money you make, you can't take it with you. And most of the people that make all that money don't even leave it to their kids. Sad. So do good things while you have the time, while you have the opportunity, while you have the resources. Invest properly. 
Start taking care of your health, your well-being. Spend more time with your family. Get off your phone. I listen to podcasts now. I don't even go on social media. It's it's so dead. Social media is so dead. I try. I really do try because I have to try to keep up with, you know, keeping people informed on things. That's pretty much what I use it for is information purposes, advertisement. But I spend all of my time on podcasts, either making my own or listening to them. Why? Because it's information. It's valuable. It's something I can take with me. TikTok is fun. You know, you're, you're in the bathroom. You're, you've got a couple minutes to kill. Sure. Look at TikTok or Instagram or Snapchat or Facebook, whatever. But you know, on the day-to-day with your valuable time, learn something. Expand your brain. Expand your social circle. Expand your supports. You know, everything we do has to have a little bit of support. As much as we want to say we did everything on our own, we probably had a little bit of help. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to have help. And furthermore, I feel like we don't even have to tell anybody what we're doing anyways. It's back to that mind your fucking business attitude. If you need my help, you don't got to tell me shit. I'm there to help you. You need me to help you move in the middle of the night? If I can do it, I'll be there. You don't got to tell me what the fuck's going on. If you choose to tell me, tell me. We'll we'll probably laugh and giggle about it, but you don't need to tell me shit. And that's just how it has to be. I feel like, you know, some people just need to be able to mind their business. You know, not everything needs to be shared right away. So take the time to really reevaluate, reestablish what it is you want in your life and make those efforts towards making that change. I firmly believe in all of your success. I send you nothing but love, positivity, encouragement, energy, wisdom. And I pray that you have the best day ever. Stay positive, stay focused, know what you want, and know that you're worthy of everything that you receive, okay? Hope you have a great day. Love you. Bye.